Welcome in a Tuesday edition of Corbett's Corner. I was hoping for a little bit more exciting new week. BC coming off a thrilling last second win against a pretty <laughs> docile Clemson team. That's not a top 25 team, but Dennis Grissel remains turnover prone. He takes his eye off the snap, fumble, deflation, lack of elation. But we're here. We're here for you. Uh, hoping to do something cool this week. We might do some form of a live watch-along party for the cards game. I'm trying to formulate a couple of cards fans on who want to watch the game, enjoy a beer, maybe commentate the game um, for people that may find that interesting. I don't know. It might not work out with the planning, and who knows? Maybe we'll be able to do it later on in the playoffs if they can beat the Dodgers. We'll get into that in a little bit later. Uh, we'll see. Keep an eye out. It'll be heavily promoted if we do get something in the works. Uh, possibly coming tomorrow night. Boston and the Yankees are tonight as baseball takes center stage this week. Great time for the sport if you're a baseball fan and also a great time to kind of get the non-baseball fans, maybe the sports betting crowd, eyes on the great game of baseball. Two fantastic matchups. You got Yankees-Red Sox rivalry, and then you've got Dodgers, uh, who are the prohibitive favorites, right, to repeat against the Red Hot Cardinals. But we start with the NFL. Super Bowl is wide open, I feel like, in my opinion. Um, I mean, there are 10 teams I can list off for you right now that I would label as a contender, right? Um, and it begins with the Bills, Chiefs, Bucks, right? How about the Cardinals remaining undefeated, beating the Rams? Rams are still great. Stafford's playing like an MVP. Um, the Ravens are going to be there. Lamar Jackson finally gets his first playoff win last year. He's one in three in the playoffs. They're still a good team. They beat the Broncos even without Teddy Bridgewater, who got injured. Um, but hey, the record speaks for itself. They've got a Chiefs win underneath their belt. Ravens are going to be in the mix. How about the Browns? Big win at Minnesota. A uh, team that won a playoff game last year had the Chiefs on the ropes a, a little bit in that second playoff game. Uh, Browns look like they have an elite defense. Baker's been a game manager as long as he doesn't uh, make interceptions, throw interceptions, and then that's one of the best rushing – that is the best rushing attack in the NFL with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So that's definitely a way not unlike the Titans have done in years past with Henry uh, that can make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, Packers are going to be there ever since getting blown out against the Saints. First game back for Rodgers after the long offseason holdout. Uh, Packers right back in it, covering machines, uh, beating good teams, blowing them out. Uh, Steelers are meh, but that was an easy win cover. Rodgers looks great. He's doing it with Randall freaking Cobb. Uh, Packers back-to-back -back NFC title games are going to be right back there in the mix. Dallas, how sweet it is to have Dak Prescott back, isn't it, Cowboy fans? Him and Amari Cooper have got something special. Zeke, it has turned his career back in a progressive pace uh, as he looks like the old man, uh, not the old man, right? Quite the contrary. He looks like the younger Zeke. Now that he's got a rampant passing attack, CD lamb. You got Diggs. This guy's got five interceptions in four games leads the league. Micah Parsons Cowboys are legit. Even though Mike McCarthy still seems like a buffoon. And how about the chargers? Easy win against the Raiders last night. Uh, that offense plays defense, pretty solid at it, right? With Joey Bosa. Um, good Derwin James got like his first interception last night in a couple of years. He's an elite cornerback. Um, those are the 10 teams, right? That are contenders. Now, you know, it's too many teams, right? Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? I'm going to give you here six teams, three from each conference. There were my top three in each conference, no particular order. In the AFC, it goes Bills, Chiefs, Browns. I think those are your top three teams in the AFC right now. NFC, 
Gotta go Bucks, Rams, Browns. I want to put uh ex- excuse me, uh, Bucks, Rams, Browns. Bucks, Rams, Packers. Those are my three. Bucks and Packers are gonna be there. I think the Rams, uh, who won a playoff game with Jared Goff, they got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Now they have Stafford. That is a dangerous team. Cardinals, I want to put them there. They're real close. We'll see how they do. Um, I'm interested to see how the Rams will do against the Seahawks. Uh, you know, how good really are the 49ers? Uh, cards are there still a week away. Remember, they didn't make the playoffs last year. It's a lot to ask. These guys, the the six teams in that crop have done it, right? They've had playoff experience, and that's where I put them in the upper echelon. But those guys that are contenders, Ravens, Lamar Jackson, you got to do better than one and three in the playoffs. Dallas, remember Dak and Zeke were uh, a great pair when they were challenging against the eventual Super Bowl runner-up Falcons. Uh, they lost a playoff game, never really quite got back with Jason Garrett. And now with Mike McCarthy, can they? And Chargers, same thing with Cliff Kingsbury, brand new head coach, uh, and Brandon Staley, who looks like, I mean, that dude goes for it like it's a Madden, uh, which is how most coaches should do it. When it's fourth and two, I mean, <laughs> you should go for two-point conversions more often, and you should take some chances on fourth down more than that and be conservative. Um, so the Chargers are dangerous, but they have no experience, right? That's a young team postseason uh, kind of non no experience in the postseason. Uh, the last thing, Urban Meyer, I mean, the last thing on the NFL here, does he even want to be in the NFL? Does he want to be in the NFL headlines? He's wearing an Ohio State uh, pullover quarter zip, and he is, uh, you know, he's having young women grind on him at a sit-down bar. It's a, it's called Urban Meyer's Pint House. The, the woman doesn't even know who he is, which is just crazy. He looks just blasted out of his mind. And this was after he lost, right? Jacksonville loses 0-4. Uh, they finally cover a game, right? But they uh, are still winless. One of just two teams, them and the Lions, great company. Um, and he doesn't even fly back with the team after the loss. He flies to Columbus to get schlacked and then get photographed looking like a freaking <laughs> geezer off his rocker. Uh, he, you know, apologizes. It's just one thing after another. Where they're admired. What is he doing? What, what is he going to get blasted in Columbus for after a Thursday night football loss? Uh, the Urban Meyer experiment, the, the shot, uh, the con families having to come out, the owners of the team say, hey, he's got to gain back our trust. What the hell is going on? You're going to put him on a leash? Uh, Urban Meyer said in the quotes of his press conference that he's, uh, you know, he was worried about Trevor Lawrence going to Vegas. And all of a sudden you're just <laughs> getting turned up at your own pine house in Columbus, Ohio, and you can't even stay out of the headlines. Uh, Urban Meyer just can't stay out of his own way. Uh, kind of crazy. Um, Falcons lose in the most Atlanta fashion. Um, they head to London against the Jets, who just came off their first win over the Titans. Uh, I mean, what <laughs> for this team <laughs> with their winning the whole game? And of course, Jamie McKissick then flies 10 yards past every Falcons defender, uh, for the go ahead touchdown. Football Power Index ESPN has the Falcons going 4-13. and 13. That sounds about right. I mean, Matt Ryan's looking better. Cordero Patterson, um, MVP candidate? Huh? No? Maybe for your fantasy teams if you got him. Uh, he's looking better. The team's not because now the Falcons are an NFL worst, giving up 32 points per game. Defense stinks. Arthur Smith can't even find the ball to Kyle Pitts. Ridley's got one touchdown. I don't know. The Falcons are favored in London. I can't even – I'm sorry. I can't even tell you with a straight – face that i think we'll win because we'll find some way to lose that 
Um, unbelievable. Vikings played the most boring game ever. You know what sucks about not having cable is I can't fucking I cut the cord and for some reason I can't watch get NFL Sunday ticket anymore. You need cable to have NFL Sunday ticket. Eventually it'll go over to Amazon, which is the right move, and thank God. But now I'm just stuck to the you know watching one game maybe two if I'm lucky per Sunday, which sucks in the afternoon slate, at least because I miss my red zone dearly. So I got to watch the absolute slush fest. That was the Vikings play the Cleveland Browns in Minnesota cousins back to earth against the Cleveland defense. Um, I, I told you, I think Cleveland's a top team. They showed that. I mean, the Vikings again, now one and three, a couple, you should have been three and oh, but you find ways to lose. And now you lose again. You had ways to win in Cleveland too. And you found ways to lose, even though the defense is looking better and the offense couldn't uh, get paired with it. You host the winless lions. Great football power index as you go in seven and 10. What does that mean? Another year of Zimmer and family, or is that finally the last straw? You know, is it going to be a 500 season? All right, let's get the win with the Vi- uh, with the Vikings over to Lions and then see uh, from there, right? Take it week by week, I'm sure is what Zimmer's been saying. Um, Mahomes, Wilson, Kyler Murray, Stafford. Those are at the top of my MVP rankings. Mahomes rips up the Eagles. How far have the Eagles fallen since week one? Um, Russell Wilson, nine touchdowns, no picks. He gets a big win. We'll see what he could do on Thursday. Kyler Murray has the undefeated Cardinals rolling. Uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, suffers the loss, but he's still got like 11 touchdowns, two picks. Uh, he looks great. Uh, those are my top four, no particular order in MVP consideration. Let's get to college football. Did kind of mention BC, but I want to touch on it a bit more. Um, so, I mean, that's just <laughs> football power index now has BC going eight and four. We're heading into the bye. We could have freaking won that game. That's a game we win with Phil Jerkovic going away. It uh, just sucks not having him injuring your starting court. There's no one behind Grossell, just a bunch of freshmen. Nobody knows the offense like Grossell, and he's fine. He just makes two, another two interceptions against Clemson. He had a couple of fumbles. He took some bad sacks. He's just, you know, this team has showed that this is a top defense under Halfley in the nation. Uh, you've got weapons and flowers and other receivers, and Grossell turned it on for that final drive until he coughed up the football looking at the play clock because it's Death Valley. I mean, um, it's, it's just tough. I think the light under the lights of Death Valley got to the veteran O-line. It was shocking. Way too many penalties. There was like three false starts in a row. Uh, it was bad. I think it got to Halfley a little bit, too. I think it showed that this was just his second year. Uh, last year, it was against Clemson's backup quarterback in DJ when Lawrence was hurt. Uh, excuse me. Lawrence was out with COVID. This year, coming in a little bit more confident, but underneath the lights, as opposed to the noon kind of kickoff game last year, Death Valley. Um, I, you know, Hathley could have, you shouldn't have abandoned the run. He abandoned the run too early. Pat Garwell needs to, he needs to be the workhorse. I don't know what is happening here where we're rotating backs. I get it. We have a lot of bodies back there to keep us fresh. Alex Sinkfield, I'm not impressed with. The yards per carry aren't great. He's not really breaking out of many runs. Travis Leesby is great in the passing game, but whenever he gets handed the football, it's either four yards is kind of the ceiling and it's usually a lot less garbo is almost averaging like five six yards per carry every time he touches it he breaks down he uh you know he's low center of gravity but he can take off like a cheeto when he wants to um he did that against mizzou he did that against clemson and then we just stopped giving him the football i don't know where he goes is he injured if he's not injured he should be getting the ball um 
I, the defense was great. DJ and Clemson looked bad. That is the most vanilla offense. I mean, there, the PC gave away so many chances that Clemson was keeping us in the game. They couldn't score a touchdown. So many field goals on their side of the field because it's just DJ handing it off or keeping it for three yards. BC sniffed it out immediately. Now, if BC wants a real chance at the ACC title, they're going to have to hope Clemson slips up and NC State slips up. Great. We've got NC State in two weeks, both off a bye, under the lights in Chestnut Hill. NC State just looked pretty bad against Louisiana Tech. They got the win, but... I'm excited. That's a game where BC coming off the bye, they can bounce back. So again, hopes it sucked losing that game to Clemson. That's a beatable Clemson team. They could lose again, even though I think FBI football power index has them losing to Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Look what Kenny Pickett is doing. Loki Heisman guy. Uh, Bryce Young is like even right now at the top of the board, according to Vegas. Uh, but look what Kenny Pickett is doing to Pittsburgh. Now they lost to Western Michigan. So where the hell does football power index think? Uh, Pittsburgh's all of a sudden just better than Clemson. I don't know, but a lot can happen. Crazy week of college football coming up ahead. The last thing, too, is Halfley, again, uh, maybe he didn't necessarily get out coached, but he maybe, uh, you know, there were, he said himself, he could have coached a better game. And then he comes out in the press conference. The rest were awful in this game. There was one of the worst missed offsides calls that would have got given BC a first down. But I'm not letting BC off the hook. There were so many different ways to win the game, and we found a way to lose. Okay, great. Lick our wounds. Let's not make excuses. And I don't think Halfley is, but he called out the officials without calling out the officials because you're not allowed to, and you'll get fined by the ACC, et cetera. Um, I think he's going to use that as motivation. Heading into the bye. Heading into the week against NC State at home, another night game. People want to watch BC standalone television. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, the rest were awful, but Clemson had a few bad calls go against them as well. So again, I'm not I'm not taking that for granted. Let's go and beat NC State. That's coming up after a bye week. Um, football, <laughs> the Gophers. I mean, it's nice. It, you know, are, can you come back fight for the season? You come from behind against Purdue, you win. Football power index now completely reverses course. Instead of three wins, they have you going six and six. I'd said you could go rip off your six straight wins, but you had to lose to Bowling Green. I, what happened there? Note on that Bowling Green is the only team in the country perfect against the number five and zero. Oh. So you didn't have to lose outright as 30 and a half point favorites, but you know, Bowling Green is not half bad, right? That's uh, making a lot of people money for Bowling Green alumni uh, hammering the Falcon spread every week. Um, you know, Minnesota, again, nice win against Purdue. You could still, <clears throat> excuse me, still go six and one, five and two, depending on Nebraska. Nebraska is so hard to pick out this year. Um, they've got an interesting game coming up. Yeah. Imagine if you could have just beat Bowling Green at home. You've got the bye week now off a win against Purdue. Prepare for Nebraska, who has Michigan in Lincoln this week. Um, so let's see. Other than that, it looks like it's Alabama and Georgia and everyone else. Could very well see two SEC title games, uh, Alabama-Georgia in the SEC title game, and then Alabama-Georgia again in the national title game uh, because those are the two dominant teams in football. They shut down Arkansas. That was crazy. Uh, they'll get – we'll see if it's a test in Auburn this week. Will Ole Miss uh, bounce back against Arkansas? That's going to be a bounce-back game. In fact, let's get into a pretty good week again in college football. Mention Bowling Green's the only perfect – team against the number five and zero. there are some that are winless remain winless against the number clemson yes bc no sweat cover but we should have won that game money line how about that um mizzou remains coverless after eli Drinkwitz gets blown out at home against tennessee 
uh, year number two, and is that seat getting hot? TCU remains winless against the number. Utah, of course, the Kansas football team is still on this list, um, and New Mexico, the Lobos. Uh, games this weekend that are going to be awesome on Saturday. Kind of just going to be a college football fan. Don't have to sweat out a BC game this weekend because they got the bye. Red River rivalry, Oklahoma at Texas, Arkansas, Ole Miss in a bounce back game. Ole Miss gets blown out by Bama. Arkansas gets destroyed by Georgia. Um, Michigan State at Rutgers. Rutgers just gets destroyed by Ohio State at home, I believe. But Vegas is giving them a shot here against Michigan State, who's still undefeated in year one of Mel Tucker. Uh, how about that? Is it year two? I can't, uh, I'm not sure, but Mel Tucker, a uh, new coach coming from Colorado after D'Antonio was out. Uh, hell of a start, hell of a start for the Spartans, Georgia at Auburn. Can Auburn do anything? They didn't, they beat LSU. I mean, those are two teams that Bo Nix doesn't look that great. Uh, Georgia looks good. BYU, uh, hosting Boise, Boise, always dangerous, a little down this year. I love this BYU team, so we'll see if they can stay undefeated. Wake at Syracuse, will they remain undefeated, or do they have this typical Wake Forest ACC slip-up Syracuse surprise them in the Carrier Dome? I don't know. Game of the week is probably going to be Penn State-Iowa. I keep doubting Iowa, and they keep showing out. I mean, that's a top team. Penn State's no slouch either. That's going to be a hell of a game to watch. Nebraska welcoming in Michigan to Lincoln. Is Michigan for real? Is Nebraska for real? They're going to get loud in Lincoln. That's going to be a big, big 10 matchup. Kentucky surprises Florida. They are still undefeated. They welcome in Ed Ogeron and LSU, who are saying that uh, the blame's on him for their lack of play uh, since Joe Burrow on the national title team. Notre Dame coming off the loss at home to Cincy. They will head to Blacksburg. Pretty tough game at that, but Virginia Tech, they always hit or miss each week. Um, so that's going to be an awesome week for college football weekend. Uh, NHL starts in one week. How about that? The Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning, look for their first three-peat since the New York Islanders won four straight in 1980 through 1983. It's been a while. The Lightning are pretty damn dominant. Uh, NHL seems to be the only sport I'm actually good at betting on. Uh, so I'm excited for that to return. Well, that and PGA and UFC, but football, uh, been tough. Um, not a tough year for the cards, a special year. Well, it wasn't without uh, 500 baseball for the first, uh, you know, up until the last month of the season. And then one of the greatest runs we've ever seen as a franchise, um, special year. Uh, they are given almost no chance on Wednesday against the Dodgers. Dodgers are favored to win the title to repeat in Vegas. I mean, it's a one-game playoff. The Cardinals won freaking nearly 20 straight of them. Why can't we win this one? Wayno, Scherzer, a battle of Cy Youngs. I know Wayno's on the front. He's like top five. There are a lot of guys better than him. Scherzer might honestly win. It's going to be him or Bueller, right? Maybe Burns. Um, but Wayno, top five season of his career. Uh, my God. And he earns this contract. People are, I saw, I did a little double take. He gets the year contract, right? They've been doing this with Yachty and Wayne over a couple of years now. Hey, come on back. We're making the playoffs with you. Great. Come on back. Let's do it again for another year. Um, 17 and a half million. Good for you, Adam Wainwright. Again, that's a one-year deal. Hey, there's, this isn't a salary cap sport. If, if DeWitt wants to pay money, rightly so, give Adam Wainwright uh, a huge check for what he did this year. 
and who you know show your solidarity in him hey go win out you can win this game we're paying you go win this wild card game in la crazier things have happened and it's for one year if wayno comes back has a crap year because he's going to be 41 so be it he's off the books it's a one-year deal that's fine if you want to pay him that's great no harm there wayno to return let's see if the season continues wednesday again hoping to do something cool for that um but we'll see. Yeah, his best season in seven years. And it, it's a top five season of his long, long Cardinal career. Um, Cardinals on Wednesday. I'm jacked up. BC loses. Not so jacked up, but we'll see what NC State brings in a week. Um, huge weekend. Huge week. Corbett's Corner winging it returns tonight. And I guess we'll talk to you then. Take care.